Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. It's, uh, it's so, so much fun for me coming to this church. Uh, there's a quality in this church that, that I, I uh, really enjoy. I love the drumming. And, uh, uh, and I invariably overthink the message. Overthink the message. Uh, um, and then Greg texted me, said something about texting. You're look, looking for a scripture on your... Uh, next week, you'll be looking for a, a scripture on your phone. You'll, you'll say, oh, here it is, here it is. Don't forget to pick up some bread on your way home. No, 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 that's, that's, that's wrong. That's why you don't do it. Eh? Um, uh, Greg texted me and said something about Australia Day. So, um, uh, and, and if I had a song, because I, I got a couple of songs for different days. I got a, a Christmas song, you know, and birthday songs, and that sort of stuff. But I don't have an Australia Day song, but it got me thinking. Um, and, and Greg said, you know, don't worry about it. But once it's in there, you, it's just kind of... And, and I thought, we know what the... Uh, I'm an Australian. Um, I've been naturalized now. It was a, it was a, it was a brief and painless operation. And, uh, and so I know what the um, national shoe of Australia is, which is a thong. Uh, isn't that fantastic? You know, I can't think of another nation that has a national shoe. <laughs> plus, plus, it wasn't... Um, Canberra didn't decide that. It's the voice of the people that declared it. Probably Jimmy Barnes or someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was just him, sne- that was just him sneezing. <laughs> um, uh, that one's not written down. That must be the funny, that's the funny spot of the stage. I just stand here all the, all the time. Uh, shoes are mentioned a lot in, in the Bible. And, uh, you, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about having your feet shod with the readiness of the gospel. I think that's the King James Version. I, uh, but, but shod, the word shod is in there. And I thought it, it means shoed, hey, having your feet shod. I, I, I felt all the youth go, oh. <laughs> but the national anthem, in the national anthem, our land is girt by sea. Girt and shod. They're not words that you use very often. So if you wanted to, you could, you could get something together and send it into Canberra. And uh, our land is girt by sea and our feet are shod with thongs. I, I think that should be... It's, it's a natural flow on. Uh, I, I think it's great. And uh, shoes do feature a bit in the, in the message, which I will eventually get to. Um, you know, there are some cultures, some of the um, uh, Stani countries, Uzbekistan and places like that, where they throw shoes to show disrespect. Have you seen that on the news? Some politician is... is you, you're not seeing it, Andy? Uh, it, it is a great uh, demonstration of... Uh, uh, offense. I throw my shoe at you. I disagree with that so vehemently. Um, and uh, this is the little meander that my head went on. And concern, concerns you, Andy. I <laughs> this is just, just a bit, bit of silliness. But um, you know those personal protection details that presidents have? 
the guys are always talking into their, their sleeves, you know, the, uh, the, the eagle has left the building, uh, the goose has landed and all that sort of stuff. Well, I saw you as, the, um, as one of those guys uh, for, uh, for, 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 for Donald Trump, okay? And then you, you were so far away from him, somebody, somebody threw a shoe at him, which I think is a good idea. Uh, I think a boot would be more, yeah, <laughs> leave your foot in it. <laughs> you can, uh, somebody threw a shoe at, at uh, Mr. Trump and uh, you were too far away to, to, to take a bullet for him. Otherwise, you'd no, you know. Um, so you had to shout at him to alert him to the incoming missile. So... <laughs> So what did you shout? Yeah. Donald Duck! Yes! Don <laughs> there it was, right there. That's the laugh I was going for. Donald, Donald Duck. Aren't you glad you came to church today? And that's it, really. Thanks very much. <laughs> once, once again, the English helping out the Welsh in there. Uh, oh, yeah, well, me, 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 me too. Uh, <laughs> How lovely on the mountaintops are the feet of those who bring good news. That's uh, from Isaiah. It's a beautiful, beautiful little, little verse. Um, of course, the feet, the feet aren't lovely. It's a, it's a, it's a metaphor, isn't it? They, if they've just come down from the mountaintops, their feet are probably a bit stinky. Um, but it, it's, they come down from the mountain. They said, I, I've been up there, guys. I've had a look around. A different perspective to, to where we are down here in the valley. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be great. I've been up there, and, and if the people trust this guy, then they go, oh, great, um, great, that gives me some hope. You're, you're great, mate. Your feet, your feet are lovely. Uh, but I, I did just want to make the point that it's a metaphor, that, that feet get smelly. Um, and, and I know it sounds like a silly thing to say, but Greg and Rob, uh, talk about Greg, he, he, he does a great job of governing, running, pastoring this church, doesn't he? Um, uh, and, but but he's, he's got smelly feet too, you know. He's just a regular person. And it's really important to remember that because uh, sometimes we, we get involved in, in, in thriving churches and we think the people at the top are almost superhuman and they're not. Uh, and, and the strength of the place sometimes is wrapped up in that certainty that this guy is doing, this, this, the whole church is doing what, it, what, what it's doing in, in, in God's strength, I guess you would, you, you would use that term, not, not because if this is successful because Greg is very, very clever, then that's not as good as if this is, this is thriving because of a humble heart and a, and a singleness of vision. You need, we need to remember those things because otherwise we can get disappointed in our leaders when suddenly they are only human. They were only human to start with. Anyway, that was, that was something to do with stinky feet. Some, but it's, a, it's a, a, a segue into the intro for the song, which is also uh, a metaphor. Um, now, I take ages to introduce my songs, which is a shame, really, and this is the first time I've sung it publicly. I've been working on it for about um, uh, three or four years. I cycle to work, and as a cyclist, I 
encounter all the downside uh, of, of that activity. I get rained on, I get, uh, road users hate um, cyclists, uh, some of them. I've had stuff thrown at me, I've been sworn at. Um, and then I get on the bike path, which is lovely, but there are some savage dogs out there. There are some crazy old people who, when you, when you uh, alert, alert them to your, 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 your arrival, they, um, well, they do all sorts of stuff. Puddles appear on the floor. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, the, the worst thing of all for me are, are those, um, those healthy girls. <laughs> they are caked in makeup. I, I don't know what they're going to do when they get married because they've already gone way too far. They look gorgeous uh, uh, and uh, they've often got headphones on. They're smothered in perfume. I say smothered because I'm coming up behind them and I can see flora and fauna just falling over as, a, as, a, as, they, the, the, as they walk along. And, uh, uh, and I honestly, I almost got hit in the face by one of them because she was on her phone and blokes do it too, but my, my wife does it a lot. When she's on the phone, she... she um, no, 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 you, you just go that way. You, you go that way and you, and you get there. I'm thinking, they can't see you. Uh, and, and, and this girl was, was saying something flippant like, um, oh, I just sent him away. But as she said, sent him away, I was just there. And it was... It was... But, but what, I, what I have noticed, and the church that we're a part of now, um, the pastor talks about brain chemistry and how, talks about the mind of Christ and how the brain works, I'm really interested in it. What I've noticed is that after about 20 minutes, I get to what I now call the Hallelujah Bridge. I call it the Hallelujah Bridge because whatever has beset me that morning or that week or that month, I can get to a place. It's my prayer time on, on, on the bike. You know, It starts with, please God, don't let that car hit me. But uh, I can get to a place where I make that noise. Greg, I couldn't believe it when you said noises. That, that groans and that rins. That was such a, uh, a confirmation for, for me. I am so interested in the theology of noises. Uh, not, not noise noise is, is attached to, to everything. There's a noise at conception. There's a noise at birth. There's a noise at death. There's, a, there's noises. And, and counseling, I, I have learned this about counseling. The noise you make when the person bears his or her heart to you. It, all, it, 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 it is all, it is it's done and dusted right there, I think, sometimes with the noise you make. You know. This has happened and I've done this. You go, oh, that's all. Oh, you might want to write that down for future counseling. Oh, uh, three O's and an H. Yeah, oh. but, if, but if you go, oh. Well, that's a completely different counseling session. It, that's loaded with judgment. Uh, it, it's, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. You, you know, you know I'm, I'm one of those girls. Uh, oh. Uh, a noise can communicate empathy and connectedness and accept, acceptance in a, just, just in a sound. So this song, pretty pleased with it. It's a metaphor for life. Um, and it has, it has a groan in it, Greg. So all I was... And that's all I wanted to, that's why I wanted to sing it, to bring that up. And you've already preempted that. Um. Yes, we're on. Yes, we're on. Yes, we're working. 
Yep, good. Um, I've heard people introduce songs and they say it goes something like this. But if you've written the song yourself, then it goes exactly like this. <laughs> I can feel my faith 
sense of love Don't deserve I come alive Come alive There comes a time when you make that noise. That's, that's what that song was, a, was about. I, I make that noise, I say hallelujah. All the walkers are still there, all the dogs are still there. The, the, the chips, the hot chips that have been thrown on my back might still be on the back of my t-shirt. People are vicious on the Central Coast, I'm telling you. And, and it's not a question of being lifted out of that situation. It's a question of being in, kind of him being in your presence, I suppose. And you just make that noise. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying when I reach that bridge. Yes, you made this. Those pelicans, that water. Oh, I'm breathing better. Hallelujah. So comes, comes a, there is a point when that noise is, is made. The context now of the lightning quick sermon is uh, John 13 and 14. It's the Last Supper. Um, and Jesus says at at that meal, one of you will betray me. He says, one of you will deny knowing me. And then he says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Which, by the way, was the verse immediately presented to me in my head, just there, when Greg phoned up and said, Vince, can you preach such and such Sunday? Sure, I'd love to. And then all I had, all I had was that, was that verse to work with. Um, so one of you will betray me. It's a, it's a really interesting way the story is told. And Jesus, Jesus dips a, um, uh, crust of bread into, into some, into some dip, obviously, into something that is runnier than bread. Uh, and, uh, and he says, whoever I give this to, whoever I give this to, he, he's the one who's going to do it. Because the disciples are all, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And, um, and then there's a, Really interesting part. You, you, you know the scripture. As soon as Judas takes the dipped bread, Jesus says, what you're going to do? Go do quickly. Go and do it quickly. It's such a, it's an enigma. It's a riddle wrapped in an enigma. What is that? What you're going to do? Go and do quickly. Well, my reflection on it, and this is not theology, this is just, just reflection, that there comes there comes a point. Now, the point for Judas, he started doing what he had been plotting. They, you know, you, you, you can think things, you can feel things, you, you can have a whole range of stuff going on. But once you start speaking it out, or once you press enter, on, yeah, that, 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 that might help. Let's say, what's your name? Hannah? Tiana. Lovely. Um, let's say you've had a really bad row with your girlfriend, Sarah. Sarah? Say Sarah, sorry, I pointed the wrong way. Yes! And, uh, and you've been, you're really cross with her, really cross with her, and you've been writing this email, and then you did this, and then you stole my hat, and you haven't given it back, and blah, 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 and you're saying all these rotten things, terrible things. Once you press send, once you, 
up until that point, you're just thinking about it. But once you press send, things can go bad real quick. Real quick. You know, so you've you, you got a situation at work, or, or you're, you're, you're just riled up about something. Uh, road rage, classic example. Once you get out of that car, don't you, things go bad real, real quick. Uh, I just want to make that point somehow, and for some reason. This is what I call mysterious preaching. I'm not really sure. Not really sure. It just feels like it's a good thing to have a little look at. I, I, I work with a guy who is, um, who is a recovering alcoholic. He's a great bloke. But he, he, um, he told me that, um, I, I asked him, I said, will there ever come a time where you reckon you can have a, have a glass of wine or, or, or something? He said, well, theoretically I, I could, but I know myself. Like right now I am eating Oreos. You know Oreos, those chocolate biscuits? Mm-mm-mm. Um, we could have Oreos and a cup of tea, Anna. A cup of tea, Anna. You see Oreos and a cup of tea, Anna? Tough crowd. No wonder you kept, didn't give her a hat back. He, he told me, he, I shouldn't say his name. Uh, he's pretty fit. He's younger, a bit younger than me, and he's in good shape. And, uh, and he loves these Oreo biscuits. And you buy them, he, he told me that you can buy them, and they, they come in like three different sealed wrappers. If he's, or, or eight, I don't know how many. But if he buys the box and takes them home, he eats them all. That night, he eats them all. This is his answer to, um, to will you ever be able to have a glass of wine again? And, and, and it, to me, it just underlines that, that, that point. There, there might come a point when you say something or you do something, but things can go bad real quick or good. Things can go... Just, I just want to say, church, let's make sure we are prepared for the outcome of, of what we say. Because things can change real quick. I asked a girl to marry me once, and she said yes. And in a heartbeat, we had four kids, uh, and a mortgage, and a good life. <laughs> it sounds, sounds terrible. It was, um, yeah, things can change pretty quick. Yeah, there's a point when you go from feeling it to revealing it, and then zoom. Zoom happens. Point number one. Point number two, Peter got to the point in his rescue mission of Jesus. You know, they took Jesus away, and Peter was the only one who followed. Uh, they talk about him being a coward, but, but he was actually the bravest. He followed. All the others dispersed. But he got to the point where his initial idea, I'm going to follow Jesus and somehow I'll rescue him, he got to the point where he actually denied knowing him. You can get to a point where what you're doing is contrary to your initial idea. Mm, I'm, I'm going I'm to nail this. I'm going to get this across. Um, a, a married couple, they want to provide a great home and a context for their family. So he works really hard. And she works really hard. And they might come to a point where they're holding hands one day. They've gone for a walk down the beach. Anna Bay. Tiana Bay. <laughs> and they realize they never see the kids. They don't spend any quality time with their, 
with, with, the, with the kids who they are working to provide a great home for, the cost of that goal is that they're not spending any time with them. There can come a time where your high ideal, something that you have a, have a, a big value on, you can get so wrapped up in it that out of your mouth come things that are contrary to it. No, I can't teach you to ride a bike. I've got to go to work. No, we can't do that. We've, we've got to build this. And it creeps into all aspects of life, but relationships obviously are the, are the ones that I am... Uh, relationships are the ones I am most interested in. Not sure whether I've nailed that point or not. It's, it's just a mature level of awareness. We stop. We say, why are we doing this? Well, we're doing it because we wanted to blah, 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 whatever it was. You know, when I went to Bible college, I'm not making this up, there was a guy in our class who couldn't see anything wrong. I feel, I feel guilty confessing this. He thought it was fine to have somebody who looked like they couldn't walk come to the front, get prayed for, and walk because it would raise the faith level in the church. He honestly thought that was okay. Because his high ideal was building the church. Or maybe getting the money for the extension or something. How terrible would it be if Greg's, Greg and Robbie's vision for this, for this church was so, they were so passionate about it, that they would do stuff that would alter their character, their ethics. They, 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 they would, that's what, that's what Peter did. Jesus, Jesus said, look, you say you'll follow me anywhere, but later on tonight, you're going you're gonna to tell people you, you didn't even know me. And Peter's going, what? You must be wrong. I would never do that. And then there comes a time. So if you're doing something and you hear a... <laughs> in the background, just uh, have a little sit down and, and, and a chat. That was a cockerel, by the way. Um, I'm not very good at impersonating animals. That's what that was, because the cock crowed in this. Ask Tia, she knows all about it. And this is, the, this is the last point. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Honestly, my notes look like that. See that arrow there, Greg? Like to the very end. I had to go back up to the middle. That's because I don't really know what to say. I know I'm supposed to say that. Maybe I should have just come up this morning and said that 20 times and sat down again. That would be, that would be pretty good preaching. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled, etc., etc. It'd be a big shift, but at least, at least when somebody said to you later on, what did the guy preach about? He said, oh, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. That's all he said. <laughs> that was it. Could get creative with it. Could get guys up here with t-shirts on. Don't let your heart, you know. You feel all the stuff that really is in your world. We have to feel it. Uh, I'm saying that because my, the skill that I developed as a very young person, 
I thought, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to be waylaid by this sort of stuff. I began to subconsciously and systematically numb my feeling senses. I dealt with pain by kind of holding it at a distance. And it looked like I was not letting my heart be troubled. But I was actually not letting my heart feel. And I'm learning to feel now. And at this age, it's really hard. I, I, I'm having real difficulty with it. I'm feeling things now I've never felt before. I, I, and and the, 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 the cock crowing, and the, the, a, a moment of, of, of awakening for me was when my, uh, when my two daughters... Lily was about two, Rosie was about five. They're on a trampoline together. As Rosie's coming, uh, I forget who was coming down and who's coming up. But anyway, one of them got a massive cut on their chin, and the other one got a massive cut on the top of their head. It was, it was and faces bleed, and they're my girls. And I said, they're okay, they'll be all right, they'll be all right. I basically left Lynn to deal with it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it so I, and that was a, a warning to me. What's that? What's all that about? Can, can, really? Can I pretend everything's okay? To the extent where I don't tend to my children? That's not not letting your heart be troubled. That's not letting your heart feel. So Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Which I'm sure must be possible because he said it. You know, he, he doesn't instruct us to fly around the room because we can't. He doesn't say don't be affected by gravity because we have to be affected by gravity. But I suspect that if Jesus says don't let your heart be troubled, there must be something, there must be some component of my intelligence, my will, my, my faith. There must be something that I can do to not allow my heart to be troubled. There must be. In, in Ephesians, when it talks about putting on the whole armor of God, having your feet shod, with, with, with the shoes of the gospel. It says, having done all you can to stand, stand. That's what, that, that, that's, that's what it, the, the, the young guy who, who gave his testimony this morning, Liam? Jesse. Sounds like Liam, doesn't it? <laughs> when you were up here, I'm thinking, you're going to have to do some standing. That, 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 that's, that's what I thought, because, you know, your battle is your battle, not the other guy. It's, it's not, not even the context, not the friends. And, the, and, and ooh, with that. Yeah, see, that's good counseling then. Ooh, with that, mate. I think there are a number of people here older than you. They can kind of anticipate some of the struggles you're going to have, and, and they're going to be ooh with you, because that's a reflection of God's heart. Come on, son. Come on. Uh, anyway, you feel all the stuff, but there comes there comes a time when you can say, "I'm not going to carry this anymore." And you'll know when you've said it and meant it, because you will make some kind of noise. Oh, I'm, I can't carry this anymore. And you might be carrying trouble. For your children, I can relate to, to that. And if somebody said, don't let your heart be troubled, I might say something like, well, it's all right for you. You haven't got a 17-year-old uh, son who's just moved in with his boss who is a known drug user 
I know you're telling me not to let my heart, not, don't let my heart be troubled. Shut up. Go away. Is what I might say to them. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure I've given that sort of advice in the past. Best of intentions, but uh, somewhat ignorantly. Maybe, may, may but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. So I suspect that it is possible and there comes a point when you have to stop giving your heart permission to be troubled. And then you make a noise like that. You all say, hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.